Section ten of An Inland Voyage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. An Inland Voyage by Robert Louis Stevenson. Sombra and was canal canal boats next day we made a late start in the rain the judge politely escorted us to the end of the lock under an umbrella we had now brought ourselves to a pitch of humility in the matter of weather not often attained except in the scottish highlands a rag of blue sky or a glimpse of sunshine set our hearts singing and when the rain was not heavy we counted the day almost fair long lines of barges lay one after another along the canal many of them looking mighty spruce and ship-shape in their jerkin of archangel tar picked out with white and green some carried gay iron railings and quite a parterre of flower-pots children played on the decks as heedless of the rain as if they had been brought up on loch caron's side men fished over the gunwale some of them under umbrellas women did their washing and every barge boasted its mongrel cur by way of watchdog each one barked furiously at the canoes running alongside until he had got to the end of his own ship and so passing on the word to the dog aboard the next we must have seen something like a hundred of these embarkations in the course of that day's paddle ranged one after another like the houses in a street and from not one of them were we disappointed of this accompaniment it was like visiting a menagerie cigarette remarked these little cities by the canal side had a very odd effect upon the mind they seemed with their flower-pots and smoking chimneys their washings and dinners a rooted piece of nature in the scene and yet if only the canal below were to open one junk after another would hoist sail or harness horses and swim away into all parts of france and the impromptu hamlet would separate house by house to the four winds the children who played together to-day by the sombra and oise canal each at his own father's threshold when and where might they next meet for some time past the subject of barges had occupied a great deal of our talk and we had projected an old age on the canals of europe it was to be the most leisurely of progresses now on a swift river at the tail of a steamboat now waiting horses for days together on some inconsiderable junction we should be seen pottering on deck in all the dignity of years our white beards falling into our laps we were ever to be busied among paint-pots so that there should be no white fresher and no green more emerald than ours in all the navy of the canals there should be books in the cabin and tobacco jars and some old burgundy as red as a november sunset and as odorous as a violet in april there should be a flazolet whence the cigarette with cunning touch should draw melting music under the stars or perhaps laying that aside upraise his voice somewhat thinner than of yore and with here and there a quaver or call it a natural grace note in rich and solemn psalmody 
all this simmering in my mind set me wishing to go aboard one of these ideal houses of lounging i had plenty to choose from as i coasted one after another and the dogs bayed at me for a vagrant at last i saw a nice old man and his wife looking at me with some interest so i gave them good day and pulled up alongside i began with a remark upon their dog which had somewhat the look of a pointer thence i slid into a compliment on madame's flowers and thence into a word in praise of their way of life if you ventured on such an experiment in england you would get a slap in the face at once the life would be shown to be a vile one not without a side shot at your better fortune now what i like so much in france is the clear unflinching recognition by everybody of his own luck they all know on which side their bread is buttered and take a pleasure in showing it to others which is surely the better part of religion and they scorn to make a poor mouth over their poverty which i take to be the better part of manliness i have heard a woman in quite a better position at home with a good bit of money in hand refer to her own child with a horrid whine as a poor man's child i would not say such a thing to the duke of westminster and the french are full of this spirit of independence perhaps it is the result of republican institutions as they call them much more likely it is because there are so few people really poor that the whiners are not enough to keep each other in countenance the people on the barge were delighted to hear that i admired their state they understood perfectly well they told me how monsieur envied them without doubt monsieur was rich and in that case he might make a canal boat as pretty as a villa jolie comme un chateau and with that they invited me on board their own water villa they apologized for their cabin they had not been rich enough to make it as it ought to be the fire should have been here at this side explained the husband then one might have a writing-table in the middle books and comprehensively all it would be quite coquettish Casera to a fait coquette and he looked about him as though the improvements were already made it was plainly not the first time that he had thus beautified his cabin in imagination and when next he makes a bit i should expect to see the writing table in the middle madame had three birds in a cage they were no great thing she explained fine birds were so dear they had sought to get a all in day last winter in raon in raon i thought as is this whole mansion with its dogs and birds and smoking chimneys so far a traveller as that and as homely an object among the cliffs and orchards of the seine as on the green plains of sombra they had sought to get a hollandais last winter in raon but these cost fifteen francs apiece picture it fifteen francs pour en tout petit wiseau for quite a little bird added the husband as i continued to admire the apologetics died away and the good people began to brag of their barge and their happy condition in life as if they had been emperor and empress of the indies it was in the scots phrase a good hearing and put me in good humour with the world if people knew what an inspiriting thing it is to hear a man boasting so long as he boasts of what he really has i believe they would do it more freely and with a better grace 
they began to ask about our voyage you should have seen how they sympathized they seemed half ready to give up their barge and follow us but these cataletti are only gypsies semi-domesticated the semi-domestication came out in rather a pretty form suddenly madame's brow darkened sep and don she began and then stopped and then began again by asking me if i were single yes said i and your friend who went by just now he also was unmarried oh then all was well she could not have wives left alone at home but since there were no wives in the question we were doing the best we could to see about one in the world said the husband a ni a kerka there is nothing else worth while a man look you who sticks in his own village like a bear he went on very well he sees nothing and then death is the end of all and he has seen nothing madame reminded her husband of an englishman who had come up this canal in a steamer perhaps mr mole in the Etienne, i suggested that's it assented the husband he had his wife and family with him and servants he came ashore at all the locks and asked the name of the villages whether from boatmen or lock keepers and then he wrote wrote them down oh he wrote enormously i suppose it was a wager a wager was a common enough explanation for our own exploits but it seemed an original reason for taking notes End of section ten recording by Greg Giordano Newport Ritchie, Florida